This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 15th of June. In your squiz today, Xi Jinping marks a milestone, more abuse claims in Parliament, Nick Kyrgios opens up, and a job for the fashion lovers. This is your squiz today. Claire, Chinese President Xi Jinping turns 70 years old today, and given he's China's most influential leader since the Communist Party founder Mao Zedong, and also considering his role as one of the world's most disruptive figures, it might be a good time to zoom in on him and how China's relations with the rest of the world are faring. Yeah, of course, Xi comes with quite a backstory. He is the son of a veteran first-generation communist leader. Uh, That was really part of his backstory. But his father was a guy who made Mao very irritated and he was subjected to 16 years of harsh internal exile in in China. Uh, As a teenager, she was sent away to work as an agricultural labourer and he worked his way very determinedly up the ranks of the Communist Party, despite that real hardship that his family faced at the hands of the party. Uh, In more recent times, of course, as we know, uh, Xi became president in 2013 This year, he began a historic third term as the nation's leader. And that is what's really cemented him and his ambitions at home and abroad. But not everyone is on board. Critics say that he's ruthlessly suppressed dissent and crushed human rights and free expression. Yeah, he's also cracked down on foreign and domestic businesses. Many say that that's come at the expense of the nation's development, but he's done that in favour of the nation's security. Uh, He's also significantly changed China's relationships with the world. Uh, Of course, China maintains strong relationships with Russia, also countries like Iran. But there are plenty of experts who point to the breakdown of US-China relations as a major issue. And that, of course, has major implications for Western nations, including Australia. There's Mm. also the potential for a military standoff over Taiwan. uh, And that adds to the current tension. But there are positive developments to point to. Uh, The United States Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is heading to Beijing on Sunday for a diplomatic visit. That's quite a breakthrough. And there are many waiting to see if that means that the two countries can start mending fences. And as for Australia, Claire, there are still concerns about China's influence in the Indo-Pacific, but our relationship has been getting back on track as of late. Exports to China hit a record high earlier this year. That was after China started to loosen its trade restrictions on Aussie goods. And there's also a bit of sport diplomacy to point to today. The Socceroos will play Argentina in a friendly match hosted in Beijing tonight after being invited by China. That's on at 10pm Eastern Time. It's been a pretty rough couple of days in federal parliament, Claire, and there was a new claim following question time yesterday. Independent Senator Lydia Thorpe accused Liberal Senator David Van of harassing and sexually assaulting her. 
It happened as Van was delivering a speech criticising the Labor Party uh, for its handling of Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins' sexual assault allegations. And Thorpe said, and this is the quote, I'm feeling really uncomfortable when a perpetrator is speaking about violence. Uh, Van denied her allegations and at the time Thorpe wouldn't withdraw her statement. But last night she did withdraw her allegations and said that she would have more to say about it today. And yesterday, the Coalition's campaign to find out what Finance Minister Katie Gallagher did with the early information she received about Higgins' claims continued. Gallagher was grilled again. She said that she'd been invited to Higgins' fiancé David Shiraz's first wedding in 2018, but she didn't attend. Tennis star Nick Kyrgios has revealed some pretty personal details about mental health issues he was having back in 2019, Claire. He says he was self-harming and had thought of ending his own life when he was admitted to a London psychiatric facility. That was after his second round Wimbledon loss that year. Yeah, that Wimbledon loss was to Rafael Nadal and he's revealed all of that in a new episode of the Netflix documentary series Point Break mm. that's due out next week. Uh, Kyrgios said uh, at the time he felt isolated that he had done that from his loved ones and that he was struggling with substance abuse because, and this is the quote, he couldn't deal with all the eyes on you expectation. Uh, and he added that he never really felt accepted by the tennis world. And he said that people confuse my confidence for arrogance at times because they have no idea what I've gone through. Uh, it's a bit of a turning point, though, apparently for Curios. Uh, and of course, of late, he's just taken a few months off to recover from knee surgery. Uh, he had a comeback match at the Stuttgart Open on Tuesday. That didn't go so well, though. Yeah, he lost in the first round there to China's Wibbing Yu. And he later tweeted, be patient with me, my fans, please. It's a process to get back to where I was. And if that raises issues for you, there is a link to help services in the episode notes today. American author Cormac McCarthy has passed away at the age of 89 years old, Claire. His representatives say he died of natural causes at his home in Santa Fe. I know you were a fan of his and mm. you were one of many. Yesterday, author Stephen King called McCarthy maybe the greatest novelist of all time. Yeah, he certainly was very successful. He penned 12 novels, two plays, five screenplays, uh, also short stories. He had a decades-long career. Uh, probably the books to point to. Uh, he won in 1992 the National Book Award in America for All the Pretty Horses. He won the Pulitzer Prize in 2007 for The Road, which is a really dark post-apocalyptic story. Uh, and then, of course, the film that was based on his book, No Country for Old Men, uh, won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2008. His speciality was writing about outsiders who inhabited the sort of wild west of America mm. and also those really dark worlds. Uh, All the Pretty Horses is my all-time favourite book. Um, just a really good one. So I feel very sad about his passing. And he didn't give interviews often, Claire, but... In a rare one, he said he was always attracted to people who enjoyed a perilous lifestyle. Yeah, he liked those dark outsiders. He's, he's a good one. 
This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Claire, that's been a hard run this morning, so I feel like we need something a little bit brighter to lighten things up. (laughs) Although this new job opportunity might need someone who has a lot of resilience to go for it. (laughs) Yes. So popping up on the publisher's website this week is a call for applicants to be the assistant to the editor-in-chief of American Vogue uh, and also the global chief content officer. That happens to be the one and only Anna Wintour. You would need to be fielding communications in and out of her office, also managing her calendar and documenting her meetings. Um, all you need is a year or two of experience in administrative support. Uh, it says they're looking for someone with strong writing and proofreading skills mm. uh, and also with an impeccable attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, and if my memory serves me correct, you also need to get the right Starbucks on time and the right steak for lunch, Claire. <laughs> it's the job that Lauren Wise had that led her to write The Devil Wears Prada, of course. And in the movie, that's Anne Hathaway's character. So get your CV in, I reckon. Yeah, give it a go if you've got a thick skin. (laughs) Squiz the day, Claire. We have a new Squiz Shortcut episode out today. Yeah, so speaking of notable dates, this month is the 20th anniversary of podcasting and, of Mm. course, we're podcast people and we were ourselves a bit interested to find out a bit more about how it all started. Uh, Kate and I also have a look at how it's changed the media landscape. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, it'll be a great one to listen to. And that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.